everybody. Welcome to another episode, a very special episode, the almost anniversary edition of Wrestling With My Thoughts. That's right, folks. We've been doing this for a minute now, officially one year. Uh, well, not officially, not until uh, a few days from now, but we do want to talk about uh, our year of doing this show and what it's meant to us. We'll also be talking about several other things today. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Initially, going into this with our uh, with our pregame, didn't really think there would be much to cover today. But uh, as we sat down and, and went through some things, found out quite differently that there will be a bit to talk about today. Uh, so just waiting on the other two co-hosts, uh, waiting on Kurt and Brandon to join us here. Uh, in just a moment, we'll get started. I hope everybody has had a great week. Hope everybody has been safe, healthy, and happy this week. Kurt, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> I guess that tells me you just cracked one open. Good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it is for you. <laughs> oh, man. Good afternoon, man. How's your week been? Uh, it's been rough. I was sick as hell um, this week. But I'm doing a lot better. Good, good, good. Yeah, all right, all right. my wife, my wife is sick as hell right now. Oh man, what did uh, you guys catch something uh, the boys had or something or? No, it's something I think that we gave to them. Now oh man, I'm sick. Oh man, well, I hope. Uh, glad to hear you're feeling well. Hope the missus uh, pulls through just fine and gets well. But uh, man, my week was. Uh, my week was interesting. Um, um, I officially uh, got a um, disability accommodation from my job to uh, help me pr proceed on some things that I'm going to be doing there. Um, so that that was a little bit different, but uh, needed. And uh, man, yesterday at the end of the day, I'd been talking to people all week long about a specific shipment and... Wouldn't you know, everything started falling apart yesterday about the time to clock out. And uh, I had to work a couple of extra hours last night, but that was okay. Getting paid for it. Brandon, what's going on, man? Hey, not much. How y'all doing? Oh, man, doing well, doing well. Wonderful, wonderful. Man, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brandon attended, I hope you don't mind me speaking on this, Brandon. But, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, attended... Uh, Falcons, Atlanta Falcons training camp today. Um, as you know, we're all sitting, we're all sports fans here. Uh, even though this is a wrestling podcast, you're going to hear some other sports talk about from time to time. So, um, how was it? First of all, how, how's your week been, Brandon? Uh, my week's been, uh, pretty chill for the most part. Um, you all will be happy. Taking my happy ass back to work officially. <laughs> I won't necessarily no, be happy. No, no, I'll just be no. happy I don't have to hear about you being <laughs> off. <laughs> but man, that 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 time went by quick as hell. Yes, it, it really did. did. Like it don't even feel like I had a whole. It don't even feel like I had a whole summer. Yeah, that's all right because I'm already um I'm already starting to plan for next summer. So, so I, I do <laughs> want to ask you something. That, I, I do want to ask something as a teacher. Yeah. Um, like when you do go back. Because schools start Tuesday, right? Uh, it depends on what district you're in. So, what when happens? When do you is, go back? I go back on Monday. So, okay. what happens is we get a week to, um, you know, kind of prepare and 
you know, just kind of get our feet back up under us and see what we have. We don't just mm-hmm. go straight back to it. Okay. There's no way you can do that. Um, so we, we get a week to prepare and, you know, get ready and everything. And then, you know, you have your open house where, you know, kids come meet their teachers and whatever, whatever. And then the following week, that's when um, the students come back. And then it's pretty much, you know, that first day is, you know, rules and procedures. And then, you know, it's off to the races after that. So, so my grandkids go back on Tuesday, August the 1st. So they, they teachers must have went back this, this week past yep. to get everything ready. Yep. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. And so I, I really, the only thing I don't like, I don't like how it seemed like we're still in the middle of the summer, but we're going back to school. Yeah, I can, I can remember when, when we were younger, man. We didn't go back until August After sometimes. September. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Back to almost, you can go back to almost. I, I was on the tail end of this, but we didn't go back to almost Labor Day. That's what I was. Yeah, yeah I so couldn't I, remember I exactly tell. what day. I know we didn't go back in July. I know that for a fact. Mm. And we didn't. We didn't go back in August either. And if we did, it was the very end of August. Yeah, the very the end. end. So. Yeah, because I remember, like, I remember us going back like the last week of August. I remember that, but. Yeah, man, you know, it, it, this summer, it truly did go. It really it really it did, did fly. But I'm grateful that I was able to get the time off that I had been begging for. So that's a good thing. So, you know, it's, it's you know, we, we back off to the races or whatever, man. Um, I would like to talk about training camp real quick. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask how, uh, how training camp was. All right, so, well, first of all, to everybody that said it was going to be blazing hot out there today, we got lucky because the sun didn't come out to 12. So by the time you got there, we're on, you know, on, I ended up, um, I ended up driving. The other thing I was telling y'all about last night, that filthy. I'll tell y'all about that later. But <laughs> I ended up, <laughs> but I ended up, um, but I ended up, I ended up driving up there. Um, and it wasn't far. It's like 30, maybe 30, 40, it's about 40 minutes from where I live. And I was with traffic and everything. So it wasn't a hard, it wasn't a bad drive. It was cool this morning. It was nice and cool this morning. It was a nice breeze. And when I tell you that, a lot of the people that were there, they were like, they never seen this many people at training camp before sitting on that hill. Ever. Never. Not even after the year we went to the Super Bowl. They never, I think everybody was still kind of upset. But they never seen, like, it was like a huge turnout. And most of everybody was on time. And even maybe about 45 minutes before practice ended, there were people still in line. You could look over to your left and still see where the line is. It was people still coming in. It was people still coming in when I was leaving. Or whatever. So it was a huge turnout. Huge turnout. Um, the team looks good. Um, the rookie looks damn good. If he doesn't what get hurt, what rookie? Oh, uh, running uh, back Robinson. Robinson. Okay, yeah. He's, he's built like good. a mini. He is built like a mini tank. Yeah, um, he's gonna he's gonna be good. He yeah. He got he has. And I tell you, he has. You can look at him. He got superstar written all over. Yeah. Um, as long as he stay healthy, there's nothing. As long as he stay healthy and he, he may using the correct way, he got superstar written all over. Um, uh, ready to look good. Everybody look. Everybody look good. And I think you know maybe the fans, us fans coming out to watch him gave him a little boost today, or whatever. The weather was very comfortable. I didn't break my first sweat until I started walking back to my car going home <laughs> when the sun came out. But you know it, it was it was really really cool. And I'm like I, I really want to I really want to go back and I want to um make. Like you know, stuff like this. I want to make this like an every year thing. I'm just surprised they didn't. They're not doing it at the at the, at the stadium this year. I just found that kind of odd. But it's a lot of people that made that trick up to uh up to Gwinnett County today, man. So that was it was really a cool experience. They're still in Flowery Branch, right? Oh yeah. 
Okay. It's a very, it's a nice, nice complex. It's a beautiful complex. It's okay. a nice complex. It's, well, it's almost built like a high school. Dang. Man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day I'll get to go to a uh, to a Denver Broncos training camp. Who knows? Hey, man, I've always wanted an excuse to go up there just to go see what the air was like. <laughs> I could go up go up to Flowery Branch too. That's not a problem. Um, I want to go to Denver too, so we need to try to make that a future trip. Yeah, yeah. I've, all, I've always wanted to go to Denver. With uh, with Kurt being a free agent, we need to get him out there and, and get, or I need to get him out there and get him on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Hey man, the way Sean Payton just went off on the boys the other day. Man, at least we got at least we got a coach with some fire now. But what I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't like him walking it back, apologizing. I'm like, I don't know what you said, man. You exactly. can say what you meant somebody, and leave somebody, it at that. Somebody put the fox hat on and that. No, nah, bro, you fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. You said what you said. Stand on. You said what you said. He was absolutely right. Now, yeah, stand on. You got the same way. The same way Parcells telling the Jets team back in the day. That's why you wanted fifteen. Exactly. Now, something is that didn't come up yesterday in our pregame because I didn't think about it until probably, honestly, about maybe an hour before we we sat down to record this, and I started to text you guys and 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 tell you about it. But I wanted to get some genuine reactions. Not that your your reactions would be disingenuous if you knew about it, but kind of surprising you. Do you guys realize that Tuesday will be one year that we've been doing this? Stop playing. Oh, yeah, because we're up on a year from the uh, went to Tennessee. Yep. Went to Nashville. Yep. But that was a. I still thought that was like one of the best times I've had in my life. Yeah. Besides that after party, but yeah. Yeah, that shit. That was that. Man, that that was. We 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 need a lost right, still right, goddamn now for that. <laughs> my a loss. Oh, Somebody be hitting their goddamn head with a hammer. What my eighty five dollars be? Goddamn right. <laughs> so I want eighty five with some zeros behind. <laughs> oh man. If I was on TikTok like that back in the back this time last year, I'd have TikTok the hell out of this shit. <laughs> man, yeah, we uh we've been doing this a year. As of August the first, we sat down and did that three man and a little podcast or something, whatever. I can't remember the name of the episode at the moment, but and right. that and that uh that Airbnb that we had for the weekend and did our first show together talking about Starcast five. Now Starcast six is coming up. So, hey, we're uh, gonna miss that one. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. And I and I would strongly suggest any fans that are out there listening that uh, may or may not know about what Starcast is. Um, I, I would I would highly recommend going to at least one. Um, it's a great experience, uh, especially for people who are are uh, you know really dug in hardcore wrestling fans. And I don't mean hardcore as in the hardcore style, just as a hardcore fan. Um, last year was pretty funny uh, on Sunday. Um, I had like half the people there meet and greets to do. And I don't know, I didn't know how in the hell I was going to get through it. But thankfully, my brother Kurt came through and helped me out a little bit. He would, he would, uh, 
either he would either point out who's closest to me next that I've got, or he would actually go stand in the line to hold me a spot there so I wouldn't have to wait in a long line. But uh, yeah, man, uh, it's been a year and and Starcast was a lot of fun. That was also the first time I met Brandon, so uh, it, it's a year that we've known each other, sir. Yep, one one whole year. <laughs> Actually, you know, I knew of you because I would see you coming on Kurt Post all the time. So I okay. knew of you. But then I met you and I was like, I was, oh, that's Ron. Okay, what's up, man? <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I just want to say um, thank you guys for, for coming on and, and, and helping host this show. Um, this has been a breath of fresh air for me. Um and I've enjoyed doing it, and I can definitely see the growth in, in episodes from episode one until now. Um, I definitely feel, hear, and see the the growth that all three of us have done. Absolutely, I totally agree. Totally agree. And looking forward to more. Looking forward to more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, in in some podcasting uh, news, there's a uh, there's a situation going on. Uh, well, let me back up a little further than that. I don't know if you guys do, but I get a ton of uh, friend requests, messages, and whatever from so-called podcast managers or podcast producers. And I've always been really hesitant to even, like, I haven't even entertained one because it just sounds and looks so shady. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a a story going on in podcasting right now. company called cast media k-a-s-t media um is being is being sued right now by uh one of the podcasts that that we listen to um jim Cornette and brian last but they were misappropriating funds that advertisers had paid cast media so that the podcasters could do the the advertising spots on their podcast, but Cast Media, uh, the the owner of Cast Media, Colin Thompson, wasn't paying the shows, so he was taking the money from the advertisers, and the shows were still doing the advertisements. But he was misappropriating those funds, and looks like he's about to find himself in a little bit of legal trouble. Um, so. Uh, if those of you out there that might have your own uh, your own podcast, be be careful. Be be very very careful and do your due diligence on who you're doing business with. That's one reason I want the three of us to learn how to do everything, so we can hopefully do all this in house and not have to rely on anyone else. Yeah. So um, we talked about last night doing some, uh, you know, today in wrestling history or. This week in wrestling history, uh, I went through and marked down a few things. And if you guys want, we can go through them real quick. It's for the entire week from the 24th until today. Uh, it's not a whole lot of stuff, but I thought some of these were very interesting. And we can stop and talk about some of them uh, if you want to. Um, Proceed. All righty, all righty. So July 24th, 2005. Um, WWE had its version of the Great American Bash. And this particular bash, which the second thing I'm going to say actually relates to something going on in today's WWE. But uh, on this Great American Bash, um, 
this is where the character or gimmick of Muhammad Hassan was written off after they got so many complaints after September 11th of some of the things they were doing on TV with this with this gimmick. But uh, Undertaker gave him a uh, the last ride through the stage, and that's the last we ever saw of Muhammad Hassan. The second thing is uh, there was a match that took place between Rey Mysterio Jr. and Eddie Guerrero. Where if Ray lost, the stipulation was Eddie would reveal something, a deep, dark secret that the family didn't want out. And that secret, as we all know now, was supposed to be that Eddie was Dominic's father. And I just thought that was kind of uh, funny. Now we fast forward to 2023. Was <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. Uh, fast forward to 2023 and, and Dominic's doing his own thing. He's a North American, NXT North American champion. And at least one of the most hated people in the wrestling business right now. Um, but yeah, I remember that whole buildup to that match. I, I It was cringeworthy. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. So moving on to July 25th in 2011, uh, Raw featured the finals of a tournament to crown a new champion after CM Punk walked out of the WWE with their title. Uh Rey Mysterio won the title, but was then forced to defend it in the main event on uh, that night's Raw against John Cena. John Cena won the title from Mysterio, but after the match, Cult of Personality played, and CM Punk showed back up on Raw and kicked off that feud that went down between him and Cena. I thought some of their promos back and forth during that feud was uh, were very good. Um... Then on July 26th, 1986, Dusty Rhodes wins the NWA World Championship from Ric Flair inside of the steel cage in Greensboro, if I could talk, Greensboro, goddamn, North Carolina. Uh, this was Dusty's third and final run as the NWA World Champion. Um, I didn't get to see that match live, but I, I do remember watching it. Great match. Um, in 2003, and the only reason I mention this is because some of the people that we watch now went through this promotion, but, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla held its first ever show, uh, featured a main event, uh, AJ Styles versus Frankie Kazarian. That would have been a great match in 2003. Mm -hmm. Uh, then on July 26th, 2012... NXT crowned its first ever champion. Can either one of y'all tell me who that was? Seth Rollins. Indeed. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was the first ever uh, NXT champion. And then on July 26, 1956, somebody say something about fired up. <laughs> Wildfire Tommy Rich was born. <laughs> July I remember when he was I remember when he was in ECW and he was part of FBI. Man, and that, and <laughs> man, that shit was so fun. That was so fun. That was so fun. Looking like somebody old ass uncle, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> oh man, Hill Club just said, Hill Club, you're gonna make me say this in my boogie woogie man voice. Boogie woogie down if you're with the dream baby. Anyway, <laughs> July twenty seventh, nineteen ninety-eight. WWE taped its first ever episode of Sunday Night Heat at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. 
This is something I didn't know. This show was the very first time Shane McMahon was ever identified by name on WWE programming because he said it on commentary. I remember this show, but I never, I never looked at. I never watched this show. Not one episode. I used to love it. It it was a great pre-show for the pay-per-views on Sunday. Absolutely. Like, let me. Can I? Can I? Can I expound on this? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Expound on it. So, the main. First of all, Sunday Night Heat was one of my favorite shows um, because I couldn't watch some at, at certain points. I couldn't watch like Raw, and then when SmackDown came along, I couldn't watch Raw. SmackDown it passed a certain time of night, so they would always do the recaps and stuff. And Sunday Night Heat was like the continuation of what went on on Raw. So I, I used to every Sunday night. I used to, uh, especially during the summer, I'd be at my grandmother's house Sunday night, eight o'clock. Sunday Night Heat got watched. Um, and then every, you know, every month when they had a pay-per-view, you literally, you didn't care about the actual pre-show for the pay-per-view. You just turned on much Sunday night heat to see what the set looked like, because that's when the WWE was doing all those elaborate stages and mm-hmm. they did it for a very long time. WWE, the WWE, WWF back then, they did their thing with those stages, man. They were all very creative and that's when you literally just tune in just to see what stage looked like. One of my favorite episodes of Sunday Night Heat was when they did East. It was one of the last Sunday Night Heats, and that's when they um did uh, that one at the, the Hammerstein Ballroom for ECW One Night Stand, and I was so pissed that I couldn't watch that show <clears throat> because you know we ain't, you know we couldn't get pay per view at the time. Whatever, my mom was not paying fifty dollars to watch one show that was not going to happen. <laughs> but that I, I just rem- I remember that vividly, and they were um because I was a big ECW fan back in the day. I think these watching ECW is what got me kicked up, kicked uh that's what got me in trouble and I couldn't watch wrestling for like a month after that. My mom seen what was going on. She was like, Hell no. And so but uh yeah, man, I, I have very fun memories of Sunday night heat. That was one of my that's one of the shows that I really like kinda like latched on to. Yeah, and so let me ask let me ask something. So when Sunday night heat came on, did it come on at the same time football came on? Oh, girl, football I and I got another, it's another one that stands up, but during football season, it came on at the same time. And maybe I be- that's why I didn't see. I yeah. believe Sunday Night football Heat was on MTV and it came on at either, if it if it was a pre-show to the, the pay-per-views and it had to come on from 7 to 8. Yeah, maybe that's why, because I've never seen, I've never seen one episode. Well, no, I'll take it back. I think Sunday Night Heat used to come on at 7. It came on at 7 every night. Um, if, if it was during football season, that was back in them days when NFL primetime used to come on at 7 o'clock with them, uh, Boomer and TJ. And so most of the time, most people was watching NFL primetime leading up to the Sunday night game, especially if it was a big game. Yeah, um, I, never, I never saw it. Yeah. And, um, and, and then they actually did a, uh, for the Super Bowl, they did halftime heat. Y'all remember that? Yep. I remember that. I remember the um, advertising and promos for, but I but I never saw. And I actually watched it some kind of way. I actually ended up watching that live some kind of way. Correct me. I think that's when we. I think that when we were stealing the cable from your wife, Curtis. (laughs) Boy, you almost made me choke myself. Just (laughs) (laughs) correct me if correct me if I'm wrong, but during one of those Sunday night heats, and and I think it was halftime heat specifically, didn't mankind. Have the empty arena match. Yeah, that was it. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah, that was like the only. That was the only halftime heat they ever did. Well, okay. no, I think they did one 
years later. But that's the one halftime heat that they ever did. That's when WWF was on top, on top, on top. So, like, I forgot what the halftime show that year was, but a lot of folks was like, fuck this halftime show. I I wouldn't have gave a damn anyway. I still would have been watching wrestling. (laughs) All right. Continuing on with July 27th uh, in the year 2000, wrestling announcer Gordon Soley passes away. Um, You talk about now a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people. Tony Tony Schiavone is billed as the voice of your childhood for a lot of, of wrestling fans, it's, at least by the by way of his podcast. And then you've got Jim Ross. But for me and Kurt, I think it would probably be Gordon Soley or Lance Russell. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just remember the thing I remember most about Gordon Soley. Well, there's two things, actually. He would, when everybody, whenever somebody got color, he would always call it the crimson mask. And then he never said suplex. It was a suplex. A suplex. He got him with a, with a, a stand-up suplex. <laughs> and and, then, and uh, never forget, it's turned into a fear six brawl. Say that again, Kurt. When you say it's turned into a Pier 6 brawl. Yes. 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 I love Gordon. Love him. Yeah. And 2002 of that, uh, on July 27, 2002, Low Key became the first ever Ring of Honor champion. Um, I used to love Low Key until TNA started calling him Senshi and trying to change his whole thing. But uh, also on that day in 1969 it was time to play the game because Paul Triple H Levesque was born Lord July, July 28 uh, 2007 Carl Gotch uh, wrestling great Carl Gotch passed away I don't know a whole lot about him outside of the very little bit that I've read and what I've heard on some podcasts um but yeah, he passed away in 2007. In 2008, on July 28th, the PG era for WWE officially began. That was oh, shit that ever happened. It was <laughs> it was a I believe a broadcast of uh, Saturday Night's main event. It was the very first show broadcast with the TV PG rating. Worst shit that ever happened. Also on July 28th, 1934, Mr. Wrestling. Tim Woods was born. And Isn't that the one that survived the plane crash? The yes. Was yes. Not only did he survive the plane crash, got up out of the hospital and went and wrestled. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on July 29th, 2002, this blew me away because one, I didn't even know they had wrestled each other. I don't know how I forgot it, but I did. And then I'm actually surprised it only happened once. But in 2002, The Rock took on Ric Flair for the first wow. and only time. No, you know what? I remember that. I remember, that's on the episode of Raw, wasn't it? I remember that. I, I don't remember them wrestling. I think, I, I think it was a Monday Night Raw because I think, um, if I remember correctly, Ric Flair was getting ready to, um, he was getting ready to say, hey, man, y'all, I quit. I retired. And then Triple H came and talked some sense into him and then off and went to the races. It went with him because he, you know, right? I didn't, you know, we didn't realize, I didn't realize that Ric Flair was having, I didn't realize that Ric Flair had confidence issues the way that he did. And he was getting ready to say, fuck this shit, I'm going back home. 
And I guess that's when Triple H pulled him to the side and was basically like, you know who the hell you are. And it was off to the races after that. I think I, I remember that. Yeah, I thought I that was cool. I don't remember that at all. I don't, yeah, I don't I either. <laughs> so when I read that, I'm like, whoa, they did? Yeah, I, I, I remember that. Yep. Damn. All right. And unfortunately, in 2018, on July 29th, um, Brian Christopher Lawler uh, passed away by suicide. Um, he had oh, been arrested wow. for DUI and evading police, and they found him dead in his cell. Um, oh, so wow. I, I remember that. I remember King obviously being upset. but uh, I remember the show that he did after that when he talked about it. Yeah. It now, took him a couple weeks, but I, I remember that. That was one of the saddest things I've ever listened to. What I didn't know is that he was as old as he was when he passed away. Um, if, if I read it correctly, and I may be reading it wrong, but if I read it correctly, he was 40. Yeah. I yeah, didn't realize right. he was that old. Yeah. Damn. And then in 1962, on July 29th, you better holler if you hear me, because Scott Steiner was born, that genetic freak. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then in 1933, on July 29th, Captain Lou Albano was born. And that was the weekend wrestling. Uh, so I, I want to do more of that because you like the, the Rock versus Ric Flair thing. It brings up stuff like that that I don't remember or it, it makes me go back and look at something. So, uh, folks, we may try to do more of this. Uh, Absolutely. But one thing I do want to comment on. Mm-hmm. So the Great American Bash, uh, when uh, Dustin beat Ric Flair, I remember that shit like it was yesterday. And then ironically, tomorrow uh, NXT is having the Great American Bash, which that's the one thing I'm pissed off with WWE about, is how they just devalue the Great American Bash from a crack promotion. They just put it on like it's nothing now. Yeah, That really pisses me off. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's an afterthought now. Oh, man. So, oh, man. So, um, tonight, uh, AEW Collision is coming on, and there are a couple of matches that I am really looking forward to on this card. Give me one second, and I'll pull these things up. AEW. All right. Collision is going to take place tonight. Uh, at the XL Center in enemy territory. They're going to be in Hartford, Connecticut. So uh, the listed matches for tonight are Mercedes Martinez versus Kiara Hogan, uh, Samoa Joe versus Gravity, uh, El Hijo del Vikingo, Action Andretti, and Darius Martin versus Juice Robinson and the Guns, Austin and Colton, a.k.a. the Ass Boys. Then we have a ladder match between Andrade, El Idolo, and Buddy Matthews for Andrade, Andrade's mask, which I think is the silliest thing ever. Then we have the real match that everybody wants to see, uh, the AEW Tag Team Championship match between FTR and Adam Cole and MJF. Um, I am really looking forward to this match. I I hope that there's not a whole lot of comedy in it. I hope there's no comedy in it. I hope it's uh, as good as the previous FTR match was. Um, 
Kurt, what are your thoughts on on? Well, first of all, talk about the the ladder match. Um, <laughs> AEW overdoes all these gimmick matches. This is probably like the millionth ladder match they had. They've had, and it's for Andrade's mask. Have either of y'all watched enough since Andrade's return to know if that's supposed to, supposed to be some sort of uh, special mask? It's got some sort of family type bond or something, or is this just a mask that they're fighting over like two kids? I have no idea. No. <laughs> And I'm like, why the fuck are we fighting over a mask? What, what, does it mean that much to you? So supposedly, I think it's something family-oriented. I don't fucking know, but it's, it's stupid, like you said. Okay, Hill Club said the mask was given to him from his family, he believes. I mean, it, it even, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it's like the millionth ladder match that this company has had. Um, Kurt, what are you looking forward to for uh, the tag team championship match? Uh, just a good match, and um, just see what happens. I'll be surprised if FTR lose, but you know, you never know what they do. Yeah, that's my fear. That's my fear. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Uh, I'm just looking forward to a good match, and um, the MJF give me something else to make me laugh again. Okay. I like you two, uh, I'm looking forward to a good match. Uh, these are these are all uh, very good, pretty good performers. Uh, FTR is the greatest tag team in wrestling right now, in my opinion, and probably the greatest tag team in wrestling in probably the last five years or so, unless there's somebody I'm forgetting. Um, no, no, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody has, um, maybe besides the Briscoes, but I don't think anybody is touching FTR right now. No. Um, yeah, unfortunately, like, the, the, the unfortunate thing is, I'm not going to say nobody knew about the Briscoes, but it was only us fans who might have been watching Ring of Honor or NWA or some other independent shows that got, got to see them. Um, unfortunately, they never got their call up to the, to the big show. So, yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I'm looking forward to a good match. Um, I think it will be. I I'm like you, Kurt. I hope they don't take these belts off of FTR. But as you said, with AEW, you never fucking know. Um, yeah. something else I brought up, being that we're talking about AEW, I brought it up in the uh, in the the Facebook group. I said, isn't the international title technically the same thing as a world title? And Kurt, I know you chimed in. You you said you disagreed with that. What would I mean outside of stature? I know you know stature they differentiate, but an international title technically is the same thing as a world title. Technically, yeah, but if you look at the mini when international, it it, it says between two countries or more. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you say world, it, it it's, I think it's, it says, I think it says global. That's the only. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's just one of those things that <laughs> I'm weird. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing, but if you want to be technical, it, it's different. Yeah. I, and, I guess, and the only, you know? the biggest reason I brought up is it was one of those things when they announced Orange Cassidy for that match, uh, Wednesday, it just kind of, 
chimed in my mind, wait a minute, this international champion, that's the same thing as a world champion, so I'm more or less poking fun at AEW for having two redundant titles. Well, you know, back in Memphis, they did the same thing. You know, at AEW, I mean, AEW, AEW, I can't even find AWA did the same thing back in the day as well. They had the international champion and then they had the World Heavyweight Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Memphis and, and AWA. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, and since I brought up Orange Cassidy, what do you guys think about him being named as a an agent, producer, whatever AEW calls it? Um, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. What? <laughs> All right, let's just say he's the agent for FTR. Let's just say he's a he's an. What is Orange Cassidy going to suggest to wrestlers like uh, FTR? What is he going to suggest to them that they would like actually incorporate into their matches? Nothing. So this is where. So, so this is. So this is where it's bad. If he's an agent, he more nine times out of ten he's an agent for younger talent. So now you're corrupting their mind to thinking the shit you're doing is good and it's not. That's why this is so fucking bad. Yeah, this. I when I saw that, I, I mean, look, I don't know the guy personally. I I just know what I've seen on TV, and I'm not a fan of it. Um. I went through some posts earlier today on a, on another Facebook or some comments earlier today on a, on a separate post about Orange Cassidy and people were ripping the, uh, the quote, they said, quote, real wrestling fans because our heads are exploding over this. My head is not exploding over it. I just don't understand a guy that is known for shin kicks, his hands in his pockets, I'm not saying he's not athletic. I'm not saying it doesn't take skill to do what he does. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying as a wrestler and in wrestling, I don't get it and it doesn't fit to me. So I don't see what he's going to offer any wrestler that's had any amount of training, any amount of time in the ring for them to incorporate in their matches, especially people that are older than him. Now, who knows? Maybe. There's no way. Yeah, where just, where does go, you gonna incorporate trash? <laughs> Brandon, what do you 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 got any any thoughts on this one? Uh, he's he's got us muted right now. Nah, y- y'all looking for me? Yes, sir. Nah, the thing keeps cutting out on me. Ah, uh, okay. I, I keep leaving it. I think I keep. I don't know how I'm leaving the idol for too long, but every time <laughs> if I don't hit the screen fast enough, it's this cutting out but I'm sorry what was the question yeah uh, I was asking what you thought about Orange Cassidy being named a producer agent or whatever it is AEW calls their people to do that nothing I don't really care <laughs> alright then oh uh, man yeah I just I mean who knows man maybe the, maybe the cat knows a lot more and has something to, to interject but I think if he did, he would interject that shit in his own matches instead of doing the crazy stuff he does. That's just my opinion. So, now another sub. Say what, Kurt? No, that was me. I was about to say. 
Oh, okay. I, that was me. I was about to say, I don't care enough to form an opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly, I don't either. If if we get down to the, the brass tacks of the matter, um, I don't either. I just thought it was it was kind of funny when I read it, and I just yeah. I just shook my head. Yeah, it, um, it, 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 my eyebrow raised a little bit, but I was just like, you know what? Hey, whatever. Maybe I want to do. So now with wrestling this week, um, we don't, we're not going to take time to review the shows, but, uh, there are some things we want to touch on with, uh, with the shows that came on this week. Uh, what did you guys think about raw overall this week? I was bored. Yeah, I was bored. And, um, I'm kind of sick of seeing Cody. It, I'm, I'm sick of seeing it. This promo. It it is it is starting to get to that point. Yes, I agree. And it makes me so it makes me just go back on when they first did the first all out, and then when him and Nick all just got together. Because I never was a Cody fan, and now I see why. I don't. I I never got the appeal on why people thought he was a big superstar because I thought Dustin was always better than he was. And just looking at him now, I still don't get the appeal of it now. And then going to WWE, I thought he would have been better off staying in the AEW because nothing. This is, I don't see how this has been more successful than he was in AEW. I don't. No, I think now it's obviously pure speculation on my part, but I think one of the reasons he wanted to get out of AEW is because the influence of. Uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega doing, quote-unquote, their style of wrestling and their style of wrestling program, he felt like he he couldn't get enough of what he wanted to do on the show in terms of, of actual wrestling and maybe even promos. Um, and even though WWE is, is m- more of a restrictive in the creative process, um, I think he's he's getting what he wants in terms of matches and actual opponents. Um, I am looking forward to Lesnar versus versus Rhodes three. I am looking forward to that uh, because mainly because I want to see how they're going to get out of this because I don't I don't think you 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 can't pin Brock clean, but Cody can't lose and Cody has to beat him clean. So this is going to be interesting. I want to see how they how they uh, they get out of this mess. Um, Brendan, what did you, you thought Raw was uh, was boring as well? Yeah, I yeah I, <laughs> I, just, I, was, I but this is the first time like I had been bored watching Raw in a few weeks. So you know he had one of those downers, and it was just a down for me. It was just a down week. I just yeah. I'm bored. Yeah, I mean, I watched it. It was, I mean, it wasn't anything to write home about, but um, it was all right. It, it, that's all I can really say. Um, like I said, I'm just, I'm looking forward to uh, Brock and Cody 3. Uh, that's really it. Um, did, that match ever, did that match ever get a stipulation? Um, I don't think so. I thought they were going to put a stipulation on that match or something, but I guess not. I'll check it out. I don't think they did. Maybe I missed I it on Monday so. or something. No, but. I don't. I don't think so either. But I thought. I thought that that match was going to get a stipulation, and that was going to be the blowout. Yeah. But or maybe it is, and they just haven't announced it yet. But I, I didn't think it was just going to be them, just straight up one on one. 
it's got to be a stipulation. At this yeah, point. some something. I just it's it's a they're they're in a, a strange situation right now with with that match. Um, or maybe maybe Lesnar's gonna ride off into the sunset again. Hill Club suggested that they bring back Dashing Cody Rhodes or Stardust. No, that was some inter- no Dashing Cody Rhodes was some interesting shit. That was. One of my favorite versions of it. With that damn porn stash. <laughs> yeah, that porn stash and that damn um that that damn face mask and cause he was so pissed that Ray Mysterio broke his nose and you yeah. made me ugly and all that shit. That was pretty that was pretty damn good. I like that. Dashing Cody Rhodes. Um yeah. AEW Dynamite was what AEW Dynamite was. Um I did like the match between Swerve Strickland and Darby Allen. Um didn't too much care for the the uh what happened after the match with um AR Fox coming in and them jumping on Cody uh, Cody jumping on Darby but um but I did like the match they had a uh what I thought was a very good very exciting match and Brandon there was a spot in the match that that got you kind of up out of your seat huh yeah at the very end when uh oh lord now I'm drawing a blank but when uh <laughs> dude went up on the st- okay Darby Allen went up on the steps Flipped the road over and uh, Swerve kicked him. I thought that was sick. Yeah. yeah, that that was that was sick. But yeah. Well, what did what did you think about AEW Dynamite as a whole? Did it? I was bored too. Oh no! But 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 but, but <laughs> however, however, that that promo that MJF did. <laughs> what he said? <laughs> that promo. It, it, MJF was talking cash money shit once again, and he had that line when he said. Um, I want to say it was uh 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 which one which one which which one is that one with the mustache at FTR? Um, <laughs> I think it's Cash Cash Williams. There's uh, yeah. So <laughs> he was like, he said, "I think you're bald headed." Yo yo yo. <laughs> he can't even get it out. Bald head. I, I can't even get it out. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Y'all see your ball head, your seventy Sam ass. Every day, every day, Piquet over here turning her head. Paul just holding his arms and puffing it. You can just just tell the look on their face; they wanted to laugh so bad. And then he started mocking them. <laughs> And I'm doing this for my wife, and I was I was, I was over there hollering. I was like, you know what? Oh man, that, I was I was hot. That 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 shit had me on the that, that shit had me on the floor. I was like, you know what? And that, it just looked, but really, what made it even more funny was looking at them too. They weren't. I bet you when that camera went off, boy, I bet you they was. I bet you they was like bald. I bet you they was curled up in the ball laughing so hard. I'm sorry, that shit was funny. Other than that, man, yeah, you know, AEW Dynamite was what it was. Besides those, those are two highlights of the show for me. So. All right, what about you, Kurt? Did you find anything at all uh, worthy of talking about on on uh, Dynamite? No, outside of the Swerve and um, Darby match, and then I did like the little segment with um, Jack Perry because I think that's becoming uh, comedy uh, for me. It, that whole segment for him was fun. Yeah. I love the shirt he had on where he had hooking in his IB hook. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was funny, too. Yeah, that was it good. Has, that it, was it good. Has, I, has, I, but I, I also, I also thought it was moments. funny when Jerry Lynn came in where he's supposed to be having a match with him next week. Where I, where I'm, 
I want to see where that goes. Jerry Lynn, the great Jerry Lynn. Yes, sir. A.K.A. Mr. J.L. in WCW under a mask. Oh, man. I remember the match he had with Rob Van Dam when his face hit the mat and just splattered. Yeah. That, oh, that was brutal. That was brutal. Um, Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam had some, that's an underrated feud right there. Very underrated. Very underrated. That was a great feud right there. Okay. Great match. Hill Club's asking, um, which wrestler today reminds you of The Rock? L.A. Knight or Absolute Ricky Starks? Um, my answer would be, if anybody, I would say Ricky Starks, but I really don't think either one of them uh, are emulating The Rock or, or remind me of The Rock. But if I had to say one did over the other, I would definitely say Ricky Starks simply because of the way he dresses. Um, yeah. What about you? You got anything on that, Kurt? I think um, L.A. Knight just based off the promo. But other than that, no. What about you, Brandon? Um, I'm too, I, I think both both of them, uh, Ricky Starks, as far as he, how he dresses, and then L.A. Knight with the promos. If you put them two together, you'll have a you know another. It ain't the Rock, but it's a version of them. So yeah, I think they took, I think they took some. I think they took some um, some um, pieces from him and used it. Oh, and while we're on The Rock, I was reading something right before we got on that, um, so Grayson Waller did a segment last night and he did the people's elbow in the ring when he had that match with Jey Uso in the main event on SmackDown. And they're talking about The Rock's gonna make an appearance on, at SummerSlam in a little, in a quick little segment. I've, but I've been hearing, I've been hearing that The Rock, they, they're gonna try to incorporate The Rock in the program and look, I don't know how much or how little or whatever, but, I've been hearing through the grapevine that that's getting ready to happen. So yeah, I, I can see that happening. I've been yeah. thinking as well. Yeah, that's what I've been looking forward to. Yeah, before, I, mean, um, I think it's time somewhere, somewhere before WrestleMania. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not surprised with that at all. Yeah, I think it's time. Now, I think it's time. While I think it would be an opportune time because of what's going on in Hollywood right now, because of the strikes and everything. So he's he's you know. He really doesn't have anything to do right now. Well, so, besides, he's still running the XFL, but besides. Well, that, yeah. But I, I Somehow, I, I I don't know how much hand you know day-to-day hands-on shit he has to do with XFL besides owning part of it. And right. that's the off-season right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, so he really, yeah, he really ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> but the interesting oh, thing, the, the interesting thing would be how would would the the writers and actors striking see his going on either you know make an appearance on Raw, SmackDown, or even at a pay per view? Now, none of those wrestlers are uh, in the unions. Um, none of their writers are in the unions. I did find that out. But so there's not a there's not an issue of him crossing any sort of picket lines or anything. But do you think some actors and or some writers would take issue with him doing that during the strike? I, I, I don't hope not. I no, absolutely not. Because he the Rock was a wrestler first. Okay, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely, he, yeah. And then on top of that, how you gonna hate on somebody for going to make? Because, you know, I'm sure he's going to get a check or whatever. Rock will probably come back and wrestle for free at this point. But, you know. Like, Be come right on, back. Man. Leave him alone. All right. But it's like, man, come on. Leave leave him alone. Like, 
he ain't do ain't none of y'all like rest of y'all ain't doing he ain't doing nothing either. If you want to come back, and if you look at everything that's going on, it makes the most sense for him to come back now because he automatically can get injected in a storyline that we all love, which is that bloodline storyline or whatever, which needs some juice right now. So I don't know. I might. I think it might have some some blowback. Um, because I know I, um, they decided to make. What was the movie he made? They're going to make another one, but he's not going to be a part of it. Oh, damn it. Uh, Fast and Furious? I can't remember, but yeah, Disney just announced that they're not, he's not going to be a part of the project. Um, and I think it might have been. I, I didn't want to say Black Adam because it would be kind of hard to have Black Adam without Black Adam. Um, <laughs> but that don't mean they can't replace him in that role, like, but they, man, they, 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 they didn't replace Spider-Man so many times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but there's this, uh, I don't know. I think, it, I mean, I'm not cheering for it, but I just think there'll be some kind of, some kind of blowback. Um, but it would be interesting to see. It would be interesting to see. I, I would love to see since they haven't had anybody else, um, show up. You know, Rikishi, like you said before, Atha and Sika may not be able to make it, um, may not be able to record anything, or may not want to, but um, we haven't heard anything from Rikishi, we haven't heard anything from anybody else in, in the family or anything, whether they were directly involved in wrestling or not, I think that would be something to hear from, or be something to hear from them about. Yeah. The way Roman's acting, the way the family's going at each other or whatever. So maybe we'll finally get, like you said, The Rock speaking up, giving his two cents, and it leads to something. I wouldn't mind I seeing that. We need some of those OGs to come up and say, because they was in it when Rocky was, a, not with Rocky and Roman and all them were children, even before they was even thought of. So somebody need to, uh, hey man, like you need to slow your roll, like because before <laughs> you it was us. He's doing that because he had to do that. <laughs> man, no, gaslighting is. <laughs> I tell you, that's a, if, 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 ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what gaslighting is, watch Roman Reigns promo. promo <laughs> yeah, he was gaslighting the hell out of them. Gaslighting 101. And that, Listen, just the tone of his voice when he was doing it, too. Well, you think man. I wanted to do that? <laughs> if you ever, boy, if you ever been gaslighted in your life, I tell you, it, it was part of that promo, man. I'm, still, I'm just getting mad. I don't remember the stuff folks that said to me, and it almost sounded the exact same. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> We're having flashbacks and shit, but yeah, that's gas, ladies and gentlemen. That if you don't know what gaslighting is, or if you don't really know if you've experienced it or not, that what Roman Reigns promo on, promos on Jay Uso. That's gaslighting one hundred and one. Yeah, man, it's yeah. form. And he, he did a great job. So, all right, so we're gonna so, enter the last half of the show with conversation. Wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you move on, pumping the brakes. Hill Club, Hill Club ass. Um, will, do you think there will be another family member at SummerSlam during Roman's match? I I don't know. I mean, uh, what's his name? Is it Samu that's, that's wrestling for uh, for Booker T's promotion? I can't yeah, remember. No. That's uh, Umaga's son. I don't think it's Samu. That's right. That's right. But now he may because, you know, Booker's 
got a, a affiliation with WWE still, so he may. But I don't know, you know, Jacob Fatu, he's definitely not going to be showing up. Or if if he did, it would shock the absolute shit out of me. Um, so I don't really know who else they could bring in. Um, I heard some. Um, I heard some on the background. They were talking about Jimmy might come back and turn on Jay. That wouldn't surprise me. That, yeah, surprise that, me. that's a possibility. They they've given themselves, even though this this angle is running a bit long. They've given themselves several different directions to go. Now some of them are bad, some of them are good, but. You know, we'll all, see. We'll see. They were all they were all made sense. It's like yes. this is never it's almost like this is like what's the name of that damn soap opera that's still on days? All my children the days of our lives. You got General me. Hospital. I have no idea. One of them days, 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 days of our lives are still on and general hospital is still on. Oh I'm have mercy. like God damn. It's a never it's a never ended story. Really? <laughs> Damn, I know most of the original K is dead by now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You'll be surprised how many are still on TV, Brandy. Wow, man. Exactly. They've been on longer than probably all of us been alive. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh let's see. Let's see. Hill, Hill Club also said, good question to ask, what's the situation on the tag titles? And also, what about Ray Mysterio's injury? Um, I didn't know Ray was injured. Yeah, he yeah, got, hurt, got hurt last night. night. And then, but I thought Kevin, that was oh, Kevin Owens got Kevin Owens got hurt on Raw. He legitimately got hurt when they did the little attack angle. He legitimately got hurt. Some kind. Ah, of I didn't know he got hurt. Yeah, it was legit. It, 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 we thought it was storyline, but it was both of those injuries are not storyline. They got hurt for real. Oh yeah, yeah. Ray like yeah, like he got a concussion. Like his head hit the back. Oh, yeah. He huh. had concussion, whiplash, or both. Like, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, so he, he, he definitely was hurt. But Kevin yeah. Owens, I didn't, I didn't realize he really was hurt. Because that is look um, legitimate to me. I, so I was surprised about that one. Yeah. But to to I guess to answer your question, Hill Club, um, I'm not sure what they do about the tag team titles because there's really not a team to face uh, Owens and and Zayn because and they the, better not they better not dare put those goddamn titles on that fucking. Pretty deadly. I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Pretty deadly. <laughs> I would, and I'm pissed. I, I'm pissed off that they pushed no. us so goddamn hard. But yeah, no, you know one of us got something right shoulder, so that ain't gonna happen either. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. Who I'm not, I'm not saying that he hurt, but I'm. I'm glad that they can't do that. But that yeah. that was pissing me off the way they were pushing us. Because I I was about to bring up. Zane and, and Owens uh, before I read Hill Club's message there, it's it's getting to a point where I'm almost getting tired of seeing them. I'm definitely tired of seeing them. As, as, at least as a t- I like Zane better than I like Owens. Um, but yeah, it's starting to get, like it's almost like Cody. They come out, you know, the shit they're doing with, with Owens right now where all of a sudden he's this dude that blows up over the littlest things and Sammy's trying to control it. I, it's, no. I like them both better. It's stale. I like, I like, yeah, it's stale. I like them both better as heels. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. They, they were heels because now they can get on and they can talk shit. Yeah. That's, both of them are good at it. Yeah. And so now I'm not trying to say that every team need to be a heel. 
But you know what? I, the older I get, the more I like I like the heels a whole lot more. I can understand why folks ain't fuck the good guys like that back in the day. Hey man, because it gets, it gets you, boring and cheesy after a while, and then they just they over. It's like the good guys. Besides a handful of them, I think Dusty was probably one of the best good guys, white meat baby faces of all time, because he had his way with words. But it's like, man, you see them on TV every single week. They shove them down your throat. They don't give us really a chance to really miss them. You know, and it's just like the same old shit every single week. And I'm just like, I don't want to see this every other week. Like, okay, it's good to be a good guy, but also have an edge. I never got tired of seeing Stone Cold every week. Never. I always wanted to see exactly, I wanted to see how else is he going to get Vince McMahon this week. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or what is he going to say? But I never got tired of him. And that's one thing I think in today's wrestling, they do a bad job of um, promoting the good guy versus the bad guy. Like, they did yeah. a very good job back in the day, but they do a t- terrible job it's now. Because you don't know who's good and who's bad. Right. Yeah. You have no idea which is which most times. And, and most of the time, the way society's set up, it's like, we like the bad guys more than we like the good guys anyway. Well, it, it, we're it, we're about to talk about a group you might have to blame for that. Um, <laughs> as much as as much as they positively impacted professional wrestling, I think that's one thing that hurt professional wrestling that they did. Um, which is a good segue into this segment. Uh, we, uh, Kurt, what show was it on that you heard the conversation? Uh, Eric, Eric Bischoff's the downfall of the, the NWO. So I posed the question to Ron and Brandon. Cause I thought about it and I said, well, what was the bigger, biggest failure? Was it the downfall of the NWO or was it the downfall of uh, the horsemen? I said, which was the bigger failure? And then now we can segue into that topic. Yeah. Um, so before we, well, I, I'll give uh, the, the uh, slow down, Glaze. <laughs> Damn. What I want to do is go through each variation of each faction, and the horsemen. We'll be here next week. Say what? Say what? I said we'll be here next week. That's all I was about to say. The horsemen is pretty easy. I can I can run through there. It's pretty easy. But the NWO there are just far too many people in those factions for us to sit here and go through each one individually. So I'm just going to give the different faction names that they had for the NWA, NWO, and I'll go through the Horsemen. The Horsemen is easy. Uh, original Horsemen from 85 to 87, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and Tully Blanchard. Then in 1987, you had a combination of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Lex Luger. In 1989, you had two different versions of the Horsemen. You had one with Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Barry Windham. Then you had another one with Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and Sting. In 1990, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, and Sid Vicious. In 1993, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and Paul Roma. 1995, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Brian Pillman, and Chris Benoit. I barely remember that, that version. Um, and the last one in 1998, Ric Flair, Steve Mongo McMichael, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenko. Those are all the variations of the Horsemen. Now, for the NWO, like I said, I'm just going to name the factions. I am not going through all these damn people. 
But you have the original NWO, which lasted from July of 96 to April of 98. Then you have, this is how, oh God, this sucks. There's just too damn many people. All right, then you had NWO Hollywood from April of 98 to January of 99. This is how long it's taken. I'm having to scroll through all these damn names. You had the NWO Wolfpack from April of 98 to January of 99. January of 99. Then you had the NWO Elite. What? Yeah, NWO Elite. Uh, January of 99 to August of 99. Then you had the NWO Black and White, January of 99 to August of 99. Then you had the horrible NWO 2000, December of 99 to April of 2000. So, yeah, then, then there's just way too damn many people to name for that. And then Hill Club says you had the NWO Japan. Yeah, yeah, at NWO Japan. All right, so, uh, uh, Hill Club, this is a great debate both in, in certain wrestling circles, podcasts, and whatever. Jeff Jarrett was never a horseman. Jeff yes, he was. Jeff Jarrett was never a horseman. <laughs> Shit got quiet there. I know yes, he, he was. I know. I know he was given. I, I don't think Jeff Jarrett was ever a horseman. Right. If I remember correctly, he was told he was in, and then he turned on right away, almost immediately. Really? If I remember correctly, I may be wrong. I may be a hundred percent wrong. You got to remember, this has been like twenty plus oh. years ago. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know if y'all, because I just realized my volume thing was down on my mic. I don't know if y'all was trying to hear me when I was trying to come in earlier, <laughs> but I wanted to say, I wanted to say blessings to Mungo because y'all know he's, um, I think he got ALS. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So when you mentioned Mungo, I wanted to send blessings up to, um, to, uh, to, to Mungo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I saw a picture of him. I think we talked about this last week, a picture of him with some of the other 85 bears and yeah. Mongo, it doesn't even look like Mongo anymore. He don't look like Mongo at all, yeah. man. That's golly. And I seen the old, the old videos of Mongo when he was a bear and when he was wrestling and all that. That was a big, powerful man. And, yeah. you know, that's, it's sad to see him that way, but, you know, he, he's, he's still fighting a good fight. So, man, just blessings up to him. You know, he looked like he was very well liked. At first, I didn't think he was that well liked. He was also one of the ones he talked cash money shit. Yeah. So he did. Yeah, like a, a I don't lot know of the guys I used to follow. A lot of the yeah. guys in wrestling like him. Um, yeah. Now, his matches, with all due respect to him, his matches are hard to watch, but. <laughs> There's this page I used to follow on Instagram, and he used to, uh, they used to say Mungo Mondays. And it would just be Mungo fucking up. It's the funniest shit ever. That match between him and Kevin Green. That match between him and Kevin Green was some of the most horrible shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh man. So back to the question at hand. Um Kurt posed this question to us last night. And I say that over the course of of their existence that the horsemen were better than the NWO. Um, I think, 
I don't want to. I don't know who to say is the bigger draw because that's almost unfair to 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 compare because of the way wrestling was back in the eighties and into the early nineties versus where wrestling was at when the NWO came along. Um, I think the NWO, its variations killed that idea. The Horseman variations. Paul Roma being in there almost did it, but the Horseman variations, there's not there's not a, an absolutely horrible variation because you still have, even with that group of Paul Roma, you still had Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. Ole by that time wasn't wasn't wrestling, but you still had Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. Um NWO just had so many variations or so many people in those variations. I just think it got watered down after the first year and a half. So, what about you, Kurt? What do you think? I agree. I think <clears throat> it's hands down, NWO was a bigger draw because of the, at the time, it was a different market, so they made more money. But overall, talent, uh, the horsemen were far better. Absolutely. Any version of them were better than NWO. Yeah, that NWO and Eric Bischoff, he admitted that where he, he screwed up and didn't think about, you know, longevity and just kept adding people to it and it made it water the product down immensely. And it that he said that's one of the worst things he ever did. Yeah, because it, it got to for at least for me when I was watching, it felt like there was nobody left in WCW to wrestle the NWO. I mean, you still had Flair, you still had Sting, but outside of that, who else did you have? Everybody else was basically in the NWO, or were a yeah, non-factor exactly. at that point. Exactly. Yeah, we had DDP that, too. That was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah. So it, it's just, and I think um, Hill Club just brought up JJ Dillon. I think that's a very, very good point, Hill Club, because one of the things that helped accentuate, in my opinion, the Horsemen was the fact they had a mouthpiece in in J.J. Dillon. Now, all of those men, with maybe the exception of Sid Vicious and Paul Roma, all of those guys could cut promos. But you still had J.J. Um, Even when Eric Bischoff was revealed to be behind the scenes, you know, helping them or whatever, he still wasn't a mouthpiece. I think the NWO suffered from not having a mouthpiece. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't know if that's what, um, DiBiase's role was initially going to be. He was going to be supposedly the man with the money behind it. I don't know, but I think they suffer from not having a central mouthpiece. Um, Brendan, what do you think about this argument, though? Four Horsemen versus NWO. Uh, I'm with y'all. I think is the, uh, I think the NWO was the worst. That was bad. They had a great concept. Started out great. Um, but then it just got so watered down. It seemed like, like you said, besides maybe Sting, uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Okay. I forgot about DDP. You're right. Thank you. Yeah. And I, darn. Who's the other person you said? Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Um, it seemed like everybody and come, I remember. I remember when Kurt Hennig slammed that cage door on Ric Flair's head during the NWO. I Man, remember that. Look, I was that. I, I remember legitimately as a child, and I legitimately almost cried because you know Ric Flair. 
And I literally, I remember being a kid, yeah, I can admit it now. I'm a grown-ass man. I can remember now. But I remember seeing that as a kid. I almost cried. I was. Because I was like, he just, I'm like, he just, I'm like, damn, he just killed Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? I was, and I was, just I was a grown man when that happened. And if I could have yeah. got my hands on Kurt Hennig that night, I would have choked the life out of it. I was pissed yeah, that's, that night. That's the first time I remember getting, <laughs> like, legitimately angry and watching wrestling. That's, like, the, that's one of the first memories I have. But, um... Yeah, man, like, it seemed like everybody, if they weren't, hell, even Dusty Rhodes is in the damn NWO for crying out loud. That, that really pissed me off. Yes. How in the hell did that, the only, the only, the funny, the only, I remember the day he got back up on commentary and he was like, do you miss me, baby? And I thought that was funny. But other than that, um, I'm like, why would you hit him of all people or whatever, man? And he's walking up the ramp with Sky Hall talking about fuck tradition and all this other shit, man. And I was just like, nah, bro, that's, come on, man. And now this is me having to go back and watch this as a grown man. I was young, I didn't really too much understand at the time. But I'm like, what? Whose idea was it to put Dusty Rose in the damn NWO? Everybody was in that damn shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Terrible. I think even Ice Train. I remember Ice Train. Ice Train yeah. was in the damn yep. NWO. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, me, me I your mama, our grandma, everybody man, was in the fucking Man, Steve Ray turned on his own brother and joined the, the NWO. That pissed me off, too. Yeah, they, he should have never broke up ever. They they man. they went through so many people, man. It was just again, like you say, outside of those three people, DDP, Ric Flair, and Sting, it was everybody like, was it. you you had nobody that could fight them. So how are they supposed to win this power struggle? And you can't. It, it was. Well, then again, we we could throw we could throw Rey Mysterio in there too. He's a giant killer. Yeah, okay, a uh, man. That night they threw him into the trailer. That shit was hilarious. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> like a day of dark. Yep. God, and he. Th- I know he fell about at least a good ten feet into yeah. the ground, man. Jesus. But uh, but yeah, man. I, I I definitely think the Horsemen overall are better. And I think the NWO had they just they had the, the three guys Hogan, Hall, and Nash. And then give them a good mouthpiece to talk a lot of shit. I think they would have been okay going from there. But they added so many people to that that it was one, it was hard to keep up with who was what and when and where. They just kept flip flopping back. Yeah. Then when the wolf, now what was cool was when the wolf pack came along, it was cool, the music and everything. That was dope for them first couple months. And then next thing you know, they Sting and Macho Man got injured. And then next thing you know, folks started going in and out, swapping here, swapping there. Conan ended up getting on with them or whatever. And then next thing you know, all of a sudden, they joined forces again. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then the Giant, the Giant was probably the one member that he, I think he left and he got kicked out and went back and got kicked out and went back at least three or four times. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I didn't even like NWO Wolfpack. I liked the theme song, but I didn't like yeah. NWO Wolfpack. I hate Tomato Face Sting. Hey, man, look. Now, nah, you know what? For kids, that was the dopest shit, Asley. Now, yeah, that was that the dopest shit we ever seen that was as cool. kids. That but was then, cool. now looking back on it, I'm like, yeah. yeah that, it was cool back then. It, it, it was. You know, they don't hit the same no more. But that was cool. When, when Sting, I remember... I remember that night too when Sting joined. I remember the night where I remember the night where DDP 
we thought DDP had joined and then he went and diamond cut Scott yeah. Hall or whatever yeah. and that that was dope. And, and to I me, love, I love, I love, me too, Kurt, me too. That was dope because to me, that was, to me, that was classic old school wrestling. To me, like he made them think he was joining. He had a history with both of those guys. He managed both of those guys, and so on and so forth. And they were celebrating, and when they turned around, he dropped Scott Hall with the diamond cutter. Yep. And, and then Kevin Nash turned around like, "What the fuck you just did?" Yeah. And then, and then I think <laughs> that was the first. That was the first time he left through the crowd too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But one thing I got to say, man, <clears throat> I, I got a, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Diamond Dallas Page, just from his his time in wrestling from the beginning to the end. That man put in a lot of fucking work. Man, yeah, he knew a lot of people. He did, but he put he put in the time to work to be where he was at, and he earned yep. and deserved yep. every fucking bit of what he got. Every and he was an older guy. A lot of people he didn't yeah. start wrestling until he was in his mid thirties. He was like my age when he first started. That's just like me deciding, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get into the wrestling business and wrestling now. <laughs> yeah, but then after that, Diamond was like thirty five. Yeah, but go. But after that, after wrestling, and to take all these people under his wing that was on drugs and get them off of it and help them to better their life, I have nothing but respect for Diamond Man. Nothing but yeah. respect for him. I just, and this is my last point. I wish, I don't know if y'all saw Dark Side of the Ring this week with him and, uh, with uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. And I was just sitting there thinking, I said, damn, I wish he would have been able to get the Bam Bam before his Bam Bam thing got out of control yeah. or whatever. Because um, I just feel like I'm like, Bam Bam should still be here, you know, but hey. Man, you know, that, was a that. that was a different time. I just wish Diamond could have got because they. Were, I didn't realize that they were. I knew they were friends, but I didn't know that they had met each other way before. I didn't know they grew up together. I didn't know that until you know I watched the documentary or whatever, and I was just like, "Damn, man, what could have been if them guys would have got the help that they needed before?" You know, but you know, it is what it is, man. Diamond Diamond Dallas Page is definitely a legend in this business, far enough. Absolutely, self made, yeah, self high five, you damn right. Yeah, I, I agree, man. The, the dude, most wrestlers go from wrestling to managing to commentating. He went from commentating to managing to wrestling. <laughs> he did everything backwards. But, he was a champion in everything. Yeah, put in the hard work. And look, for the folks that knocked him for being friends with Eric Bischoff, fuck that. DDP put in the work. Yep. DDP put in the work. And he was at one point... One of the most over guys in wrestling. Oh yeah, With, without yeah. question. You had the DX chop and the and the, and the and the and the diamond signal. But I don't know if y'all remember this, but y'all here coach just brought up a good point. He was a limo driver for Honky Tonk Man yeah. one time. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then he drove he, he drove a pink Cadillac too, didn't he? Or or, yep. or was that the Honky Tonk Man? I think that was the, yeah. I think that was the pink Cadillac. Okay. Wow. Yeah, man. He is. like literally Diamond Dallas Page is like the Forrest Gump of professional wrestling. And then, and then the he, he gets to the WWF after WCW goes broke. And what do they do? They make him they a star. That up. They fucked that up so bad, man. They yes, did. they did. They did. But even then, like Diamond takes respons- he he, and I give him credit for this. He take part of the responsibility for that because he should. He said I should have told them no, dude. You got me in the rock. People's champion versus people's champion. Bam. That's yeah. money. That would have been great. It could have been that could have been a one time deal and DDP would have sealed his legacy right there. 
But you know, y'all I mean that would have never happened because every yeah. chance Vince McMahon got, he buried WCW. So that's See, a whole Steve another show. H. So yeah, that's a whole other show. So we're not going. I don't want. I don't want us going too much detail on that. Yeah. I want some. I have some thoughts about that on another show. Yeah. We gotta put a pin on that. Yeah, we yeah, we can absolutely. do that. We can do the we can do a, a watch along when the the invasion the the night the so called invasion angle began. Um, so folks, that's that was it. in Atlanta. Fun fact, was it? That was in Atlanta. That was in Atlanta. That's when uh, Lance Storm came through the crowd in his gear. Oh man! And there's a whole story behind that where he basically he, the only reason why he put on his gear was that so it can get past security. <laughs> Because that's how the same man drew it up. And so he put on his gear just so he can get past security because security was like, okay, you're a wrestler. We'll let him on through. And then he came through the crowd. He's I'm in a, Atlanta. I'm going to try that. Crowd I'm going to try and, that. The next yeah. show in Atlanta, I'm going to put on some wrestling gear and try, just try to walk in. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, when I was driving uh, when I was driving back from training camp, I saw the sign over at Gwinnett, at the arena over there in Gwinnett. So uh, AEW is coming to town next month. Really? Yes. Hmm. For uh, dynamite. Hmm. So let's let's talk about that off here because I don't I don't yeah. know that I want to put money towards a, a show I'm going to be disappointed. In. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I was hoping <laughs> it would talk about that. Let's see if there's a collision that's going to be or uh, something. I was hoping not. But anyway, we can talk about that. Off here. Yeah. I just thought yeah. I wanted to uh, you know, let y'all know. Real quick. Well, thank you, sir. No problem. All right. All right, folks, that's all we got for today. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. I definitely enjoyed talking about it. Um, and just remember, Tuesday is WWMT Day. August 1st. Wait, is it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. It's, uh, yeah, it's Tuesday, August 1st. I, I had to stop and think for a moment. Uh, but, uh, folks, I hope you guys have the, uh, a great rest of your weekend. Hope everybody has fun and is safe. And um, just enjoy your week next week, and we'll be back here. Should be should be back on time next week, since you know maybe somebody won't go see the Falcons. I'll be here. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, man. Uh, oh, one last thing, one last thing. So we have a big. There's a big. We got two big. Uh, we got collision coming on tonight. We got UFC coming on tonight. Which is a um, we got Poirier and I forgot the other guy's name. Okay, so I'm, yeah, and so, uh, so, we got uh, we got Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford fighting tonight. Who y'all got? Okay, so wait a minute. Let, let, <laughs> I, let, I need some, some time on this right because <laughs> I'm I'm kind of pissed off with this this UFC UFC <laughs> shit. All oh, this BML, the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Title. Who came up with that shit? They need to be paying Stone Cold some money. Who came up with that? I, and I don't know who came up, but I know when they first, um, when they first had that title, that very first fight they had for that, I, I just shook my head and it was stupid. And it's very stupid. Yes. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. I, what I, are we fucking talking about? If you don't have a, a legitimate title, sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, just in case, just in case you guys are interested, I did find something very uh, interesting on Tubi a couple of nights ago. Well, I say a couple of nights, about a week okay, ago. So, Tubi. Okay, I'm gonna let you listen. I'm gonna let you go, and then I want to ask about Tubi because I have not watched one show 
Don't even know where to find it at. So please go ahead, sir. I'll tell you right now, don't watch around your kids. There's a lot of sex in a lot of those shows. But anyway, on Tubi, I found the lingerie, oops, lingerie, lingerie fighting club or something like that. Fighting champion, lingerie Pause. fighting championships. They take the lingerie Pause. off? Uh, no. Damn. No. Now, there, there are a few things where things pop open, but they blur it, which I don't understand oh. that. But, but yes, um, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting show to say the least. Um, I'm not sure that these are, <laughs> I'm not sure that these are legitimate fights, but you see, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. So, okay. Okay. Now, but, you uh, have, Brandon, I, I got, uh, I got Terrence, I mean, I'm, excuse me, guys. I have, uh, Earl Spence tonight, Brandon. So do I. I got Earl Spence. Ron, 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 Somebody say, hey man, if your dude, if your dude is not at home watching, if your dude is not somewhere watching the fight, he out cheating. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> hey man, man, this is not every man, every man gonna be glued, every, every man gonna be glued to the TV. <laughs> Oh man, that was funny. <laughs> I said that man, he ain't, if he ain't somewhere watching the fight, if he ain't, no, if he ain't that damn Hooters, Buffalo Wild Wings, so if he ain't like us, we done went and got us some pay per view, and he ain't watching the fight tonight. <laughs> yeah, I cheat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Might be cheating and watching the fight. <laughs> oh my god! Oh lord! Hey man! Oh man! You got a little. Hey man, look. You got a little. You got a little social media, boy. The internet. <laughs> the internet oh. remains undefeated. Oh my! Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Hill Club said either fight or no sex that night. Got damn right. Oh hey man, but now for real, I'm like most most of us men, we gonna be glued. We all gonna be glued in front of this TV tonight. I think I got. I, I got Watching this fight. I got enough to eat, so I'm good. Me too. I ain't got to leave your house for the rest of the day if I don't want to. I got everything I need. I got everything I need. I ain't got to. And even if I did, I ain't. I gotta go. So, Bill. All right, gentlemen. Kurt, you got anything to say before we get out of here? I uh, hope everybody have uh, enjoyed the rest of the weekend. Please watch the fight tonight. Uh, it's going to be a good one. UFC and Terrence uh, Crawford and uh, Earl Spence Jr. Good fight. All right. What about you, Brandon? Man, same. Everybody have a good week. Enjoy this fight. Uh, gentlemen, 
Don't get caught up at the wrong house. We're at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Make sure you're somewhere where your girl can see you doing man shit like watching boxing. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to all my fellow teachers. It's time to go back to work, y'all. So I pray, you know, hope and pray everybody have a, a good uh, good school year this year. And um, that's pretty much it, man. Y'all, y'all be easy. All right, man. Well, we will see you all next Saturday at 10 a.m. Kurt, if you would, please. Go Falcons. Oh, no. Here goes with that. Rise up. Rise up. Super Bowl or bus? Whatever. Bus. (laughs) Bus. Bye, y'all. Bye.